God gives us the same opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to have revelation of where in our life there's sin or something that isn't honoring to him where we consider our way and we can go back and be corrected. Yeah, but the enemy is so good because we we have taken out all of our time for like processing, like all of our time for reflection, right? Yeah, yeah. So you get up immediately you look at your phone or immediately you're you're scrolling or-, or we have so much shame we're afraid to even reflect god is not waiting to bash you over the head i didn't bash you over the head and say yeah you really should have stopped asking me yeah i met him right where he was and loved on him god wants to meet you where you are and love on you and help you walk in john 10 10 which is the abundant life he set aside yeah. for you Hey guys, welcome to the Purpose Podcast. Hope you're having an amazing day. We always like to take time to uh, just tell you how proud we are of you uh, for taking time to invest in yourself, for taking time to uh, just to push into your purpose. God has such a massive plan for you. I'm telling you, you think about the stuff that Jesus says about you and your life, that you'll do greater things that he did and, and more. And so we're just so thrilled that you would take time to spend time with us. Um, again, we believe that your purpose uh, in whatever capacity, whatever position or, or assignment you may have is to win your world. And so we count it as an honor and a privilege to be able to walk with you through that. So uh, I believe today you're going to be challenged and blessed. And so I want to encourage you to uh, like, subscribe, share uh, on whatever platform that you're using this on. I, I know there'll be at least one thing today that you think, oh my gosh, this person, this would be so impactful for them or for their situation. And or maybe God speaks to you today and you could take time to uh you could take time to share that with somebody. We we're talking actually right now this week, one of the things that we are using to develop our value of loving God is uh you know, we get new revelations for ourselves and others. And so as God speaks to you, I want to encourage you to share those things. Uh, make sure that people know that you're hearing from God. I think that's something to celebrate. Uh, but we're going to talk about a word that uh, maybe is a little confusing, a little complex, and uh, it always gets thrown into money, but it's much more than that, and that is stewardship. So, babe, why don't you tell us the, the definition of stewardship? Stewardship is quite, again, just like you said, it's about more than money. It's this. It's about your relationship between you and God. It's an, this is like an ethical contract that God created you in his image. And stewardship is the responsibility to act on behalf of God in relation to what he created. Mm. So when he created you in his image, he commanded you to act like him. And people aren't only asked to care for the earth. Like when we think about that, well, God told us to, you know, care for the earth and everything in it in Genesis. But that command is manifested in every single thing you yeah. put your hand to. It is, it signifies how much God, like God trusts you so much mm. that he would put resources, people within your influence and how we treat it, it really is a representation of how much we value God and what we believe about him. Yeah. What, say, say that one part again um, in the definition around uh, we're responsible to act pretty on, much on God's behalf. On behalf of God in relation to what he has created. Yeah. I think that's wild. And, and again, like, but it goes back 
whenever God made Adam and Eve, I mean, he told them, you know, their, their role was to, was to, you know, to subdue rule the over earth. it, yes. to subdue the earth. And so uh, again, I even, I know we've talked about it, but even hearing it, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just heavy. There, there's a lot there. And so uh, again, I know, and we're obviously we believe stewardship applies to so much more. Uh, but whenever you hear it originally, you think about finances and I'm going to use that as an example in a couple of ways, because uh, finances are, it's, it's really easy to measure, right? You know, whenever you talk about, hey, how are you stewarding your relationships? How are you stewarding your spiritual gifts? Those are a little more fuzzy. You can uh, weasel out of those a little bit. However, I would say that uh, something like finances is a good representation of, of how you are managing or stewarding some other things. So I don't know if this is a, a new stat for people, but in 2022, uh, this stat, uh, this came out of uh, a, a study. 20% of Americans run out of money before payday. And so we were looking at credit card debt and some of that stuff. I mean, it's wild you, when you think about that. Like 20% of people, whenever you get paid, you know, whenever they get paid, they're running out of it before, you know, run out of money before they run out of month kind of situation. And so, but really, if I could bring it back to a, a biblical question or a biblical deal, and this is kind of maybe an obscure book, maybe you haven't read it in a long time, but in the book of Haggai, which Haggai, which I, I really like, there's some really powerful stuff in here. But I, there's just one part where the prophet is talking to God's people, and he says this. And here's what I want to encourage you. As you take inventory and as you challenge yourself and as you pursue your purpose to win your world, to think about this. He says this in Haggai 1, uh, verse 5. It says, Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. And so I don't, I just, again, there's some more I'm going to read here in a second. But just think about that. Like, do you give careful thought to your ways? I, th- I think for all of us, we just kind of go on autopilot. Like we have, we have the same conversations. Maybe we, we, we stop at the same place. We eat the same meals. Like we, we have these, just this flow that we get into. Mm-hmm. But do we ever stop and think? Because again, going back to what you said, God has an expectation for what we're doing. And the expectation, uh, obviously the expectation, we love God and we love people. But there's an expectation for a spiritual return on what he's given us. So mm-hmm. let, me, let me put you on the spot and ask you this question, babe. How do you give careful thought to your ways? Like, how do you not let yourself just get caught in just the, the rat race? Uh, you know, we, we have kids. You're always running. You always have something to do. How are you taking time to reset and do what it says there? Give careful thought to your ways. Well, I think one of the things that we've implemented in our family, and she talked about in the last podcast, is that pre-decision. There's a lot of things that we've made decisions about so that we could, because when Haggai is saying that, he's asking them to consider the direction that they're headed, like where the people of God are going. And so we made decisions before we get in situations, before it gets crazy, about where we want our life to go. And it really does a lot of things for us. Our schedule, it weeds things out of our schedule. It weeds things out of what we watch. It weeds things out of our conversation. So I would say one of the things is is we made a choice about where we want our life to go, what matters most to us. But then the other thing I would say is, hey, there's a really great time in if you're taking some time with the Lord on a daily basis where you just give him opportunity to 
tell you where you're missing it. Yeah. <laughs> where your ways are are not honoring him. And I love, you know, River, this is super funny. He was the other day, he kept asking me and asking me and asking me to to play with his tablet. We normally don't let the kids have tablet for an extended period of time, but they ended up in the car on a long trip. And so when he came back, he really wanted to be on his tablet. And he asked me all day. I just said, hey, we're not using our tablet today. So the next day, he looked at me and he said, hey, mom, I'm really sorry that I kept asking you for the tablet over and over. And even though you told me I couldn't have it. And we were, he had reflected at five he was able to reflect and be convicted in the Holy Spirit. I didn't honor mom. Mm. And we were able to have a conversation. And I was able to give him grace. Hey, buddy, I know when you really want something, having self-control is super hard. I'm really grateful. That makes mom feel so good that you are apologizing for not honoring me and you know just receiving what I said. But the same God gives us the same opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to have revelation of where in our life there's sin or something that isn't honoring to him where we consider our way and we can go back and be corrected. Yeah, but the enemy is so good because we we have taken out all of our time for like processing, like all of our time for reflection, right? Yeah, yeah. So you get up immediately, you look at your phone or immediately you're you're scrolling. Or we have so much shame, we're afraid to even reflect. God is not waiting to bash you over the head. I didn't bash her over the head and say, yeah, you really should have stopped asking me. Yeah. I met him right where he was and loved on him. God wants to meet you where you are and love on you and help you walk in John 10, 10 which is the abundant life he set aside yeah. for you. And and honestly, I, I, think, I feel like I'm in a season like this right now where there's, there's some people maybe where you are you're, you're, you feel like you really do. I, I think that everybody listening wants to walk in their purpose. I think everybody listening wants to impact their world. I think everybody listening wants to win their world. But maybe you're, maybe you're wondering why you don't. Uh, why, why, why do you make so, if you will, like little progress towards that? Why do you see so few miracles? Or why do you feel like you walk in God's presence so little? But if you take inventory, because, again, if, if stewardship is, is acting on God's behalf, mm-hmm. well, you we you become a product of what you ingest, like what you take in, and so like you think about like what what shapes what is success for you, which I know we talked about a little bit that last time, but I'm just sitting here thinking about like is there ever a time where it, you're you're not just relying on the hour on Sunday to shape like your outlook on stewardship and the things that you've been given? Like again, what I was saying, I'm, I feel like I'm in a time right now where I'm just in desperate need of my time with God. And so, you know, there's so much going on. You're going into leading faith promise and all this kind of stuff. And God's doing some great stuff and really feel a lot of pressure to make sure you make the right, we make the right decisions and all that stuff. And so, the, the, you know, the last couple of weeks, like at the end of the day, I am, I'm just, I'm so tired. And I, I feel like, I feel, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I'm empty. Mm-hmm. And then so like there's a lot of times where I'm I'm just waiting to get back to him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm waiting to get back to him. Now I was really convicted this morning and, and I think it's in Psalms 34 where even though David is like even though he's being chased it, at the end he says um all day long I will praise your name and so I feel yeah. like I should I need to start doing that and you start 
ending the day with some worship. Um, But either way, whenever you go on, um, and so, sorry, we we get passionate about this, but in that Haggai 1, I read you verse 5, but think about this in verse 6. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Does that feel like you? When it comes to your stewardship in all these things, in your work, talks about planting, in your work, in your in your fulfillment when you eat, in your satisfaction when you drink, um, in your in your purpose with your clothes, right? Uh, in in your in your success with your wages. Do you feel like, gosh, I'm working, I'm grinding, I'm doing this stuff? You feel like I'm striving, but never thriving. Well, booking it on both sides, because that's verse six. Well, verse five, he says, uh, give careful thought to your ways. And again, in verse seven, the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. And so I, I believe what God's wanting us to see right here is we like to blame. We like to be victims. Or we don't, I don't think we like to be victims. I apologize. I think that that is the knee jerk. I think that's mm-hmm. the cultural knee jerk. And so whenever I run out of money before I run out of month, well, they don't pay me enough. They don't value me. They don't care about me. We don't take inventory of all the Starbucks and Chick-fil-A, right? That's not it. It can't be it. They, they, they just don't, they don't, they don't value me. Whenever God is saying, gosh, you're not a victim, go to Romans 8. You're a victor. Have you carefully considered your ways? Mm-hmm. And what about your ways? What about your stewardship is leading you to no fulfillment? Where are your priorities? Mm-hmm. And I let, you know, this would also apply to that contentment stuff you talked about last time. Yeah. You know, hey, you're you're pouring all this stuff in. It's never going to give you the return you want. It's not going to satisfy you. Our priorities are out of order. And we're surprised when we suffer crisis or consequence as a result. Yeah. You were talking about, like, there are things that you do. Um, that are that yield you a return to steward. You know, you talk about money, but you steward your mind. So I've watched you like take another step in that this year, where you read those declarations, part of your growth plan. Mm-hmm. Which hey, it's a great time. Go back, look. Might have forgotten what you put mm-hmm. on there. But Zach made this um, commitment <clears throat> to read these declarations in the morning and at night over himself to steward his mind that he would think in a way that is, because God made him in his image, he has been commanded to think like, walk like, talk like God. And so you've done this thing. And I was having lunch with these girls and I, it was so funny because they were saying, Hey, we just, we can't walk in freedom and all this. I say, Hey, your pastor is sitting there in the morning and at night reading declarations over himself. He's made it a priority. And you think you can have the same freedom you can have the same results, mm-hmm. you can have the same victory, and you're not even willing to just simply put God's word in your mind at yeah. all. So there are things that are messed up in our lives, and you can see it in the way we manage our finances, how we steward our finances, but you'll start seeing it pour out in your relationship. So you might be, you might have your priorities wrong, and you may not be seeing financial hardship right now. I would not consider that as like God's mercy. Mm-hmm. I would I would repent and turn to him and what he's asked you to do, has asked you to operate so that he doesn't have to use a crisis to discipline you back into obedience. Yeah, and again, I I really and I know you you don't mean this, but I think 
really, really low on the list of stewardship is it finances. Oh, it's the bottom. Because whenever I mean, you don't see anybody on a deathbed talking about I wish I I wish I made more money. You know, you you see them on on a deathbed, or or even whenever you're uh, we we get called sometimes to go to the hospital when people's family's dying, mm-hmm. and they never call us and say, hey, they have some bills. Could the church help pay them or whatever? It's it's hey, could you? Hey, they don't know Jesus. Yeah. Could you have one more shot at them? Yeah. Or hey, could you just pray with them? They're hurting. Yeah. Like it's never, it's 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 never. We, that. we wish we had more time together. I wish we had done. You know, I yeah. wish I had told you I loved you before I right. got off the phone. And you again, know? money matters. That that a different. Sorry, I, I, we we get caught up there. But um, I, I want I want to just take some time to give you some practical things to do. Because let, let me let me give you another scripture. In in Hebrews twelve eleven, Hebrews twelve eleven, it says, "No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful." Now, when it comes to stewardship, it all comes down to it all comes down to discipline at, at the end of the day. You Ew. know, I know seriously, and uh, so it, it, it ended up coming down there. I love again. I know I use them all the time, but Craig Rochelle says your your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So you even think about where do you start your stewardship journey? It may be in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why I read those declarations. And if I could be super candid, I was not happy last night. I was frustrated last night, and I chose not to read them. I knew I was supposed to, and I was like, you know what? I, <laughs> it's crazy. It, just in retrospect, cause I, I was tired and a little frustrated and whatever, and I was like, I'm not going to read them. Um, it's it's just, it's just wild. I, I made I, I didn't forget. There's some sometimes I I, I forget. Yeah. Last night I chose it, mm-hmm. and so like the first place of stewardship is going to be in your mind. But either way, it says that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. <laughs> Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And we last week we talked about pre decision, and I think this is massive here too. But I want to ask you, I just want to just want to take a moment for you to think. Are you being trained by peace? Are you being trained by discipline? Are you being trained by righteousness? What are you being trained by? I love the joke. Well, I don't like the joke, but I'll get over it. The 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 thought around whenever uh, you know, you'll you'll hear Husbands and wives talking and whatever, and then the the wife always refers to. Oh yeah, that she's trained. She's him. trained uh, her husband, which there's more truth to that than I, I wish there was. Which I'm I'm totally fine. Rachel <laughs> takes amazing care of me, so whatever. <laughs> but that that that's just what comes to mind. But we're all being trained by something, mm-hmm. right? We're being trained. Uh, I think something right now we're being really trained by is political views. Mm-hmm. And so whatever side of the aisle you fall on, it's going to be on your social media or all your, your YouTube shorts or whatever it might be. And you're being trained to dislike, disagree with, and dismantle another human's significance because of how they feel about something. And again, I, there are some things out there. They mean, they mean a whole heck of a lot to us. You know, whether it, whether it be a abortion or whether it be um, gender identity and like these things, they they matter a whole lot to us. But I love, I think this is something you've done really well is you have disciplined your mind uh, on how God's word views those things. Yeah. And so no matter how loud the person yells or whatever names they call somebody, you know, it it doesn't end up training your mind to your heart. Yeah. But just 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 want to take a little bit of time to think about this, to think about uh, that. Let me just read that that last part of the verse one more time. 
Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so, again, what I want to take some time and think about what you're stewarding. So when you think about your thoughts, when you think about your time, when you think about your relationship, when you think about, I should have said this one first, but your eternal purpose. And again, I know there's more things that we are stewarding, but are you thinking about the harvest that it will produce? Or are we think, do we have the microwave mentality of what makes me happy right now? Mm-hmm. What I care about right now? And again, maybe you are, maybe you have been trained by convenience, but I pray you would, you, I pray that this moment, that this time, that you would please, please take inventory of what God has called your steward. Going back to what Rachel said, the definition of stewardship is you acting on God's behalf. Mm-hmm. How powerful is that? Just an example um, is I have these challenge coins by my bed. I, I kind of collect them. I like them. And River wants them so bad. I know he's going to lose them. Uh, but River wants them so bad. Like, he desperately wants them. He's kept up uh, with that one. He ha- well, that's what I was going to say. He days. has one. Uh, a little a little faith promise one we you know that we have. And, and he comes up. He's like, Dad, I still have it. And he thinks after seven days he gets another one. That's not going to happen. But he comes back, and he's like, how many more days? How many more days till it's been a week? How many more days? And uh, I would just, when we were preparing for this, this time together, I thought about like his passion and his focus around that. Um, and it, it, it is my passion and my focus that way. And again, God knows it's going to be hard for us. That's why in verse 12 it says, Therefore strengthen your feeble arm and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the, le- uh, so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. Well, I just, you know, it's not this, hey, you got to do it, you got to do it, you got to do it out of, um, you know, God's not this dictator up there. Remember, he trusts you. He trusts you, that's right. He trusts you, and he's asking you to treat the things that He's get, that he has given you. Every good and perfect thing is a gift from above. Mm-hmm. Your relationships, your finances, your time, your testimony, mm. the fact that he rescued you, your salvation, he is trusting you to treat it just like he would. And so that should really just, hey, how would God treat this? So when you were talking about, you know, a question you can ask yourself when it concerning stewardship, I think all we can all take a step back and just ask the simple question, how would God treat this? Mm -hmm. How would God treat this person? How would God treat this situation? How would God treat this paycheck? How would God treat this marriage? These are all things that we can allow. And then the Holy Spirit, He is so gracious. He will tell you. That's right. I, I love, and we'll, we'll wrap up there. I love that. I love that. This is not about, you know, condemnation or, or this is about trust. He trusts you. And so just a couple of action steps to make clear. We want to take inventory on what you're being trained by. We're all being trained by something. What are you being trained by? Um, and then just one more verse to leave you with, and I have a real challenge for you. It's really an encouragement, but I want to challenge you to be encouraged. In Matthew 13, verse 12, it says this, whoever uh, whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And so I don't know about you, growing up when I read that verse, it always felt very unfair to me. It's right after the parable of the sower. Again, Matthew 13, if you want to read it, but I always didn't like that verse because I was like, oh, well, I, I'm, I, I want people to have stuff. You know, I want people to have what they want, whatever. But this is really a mindset deal. This is really 
Uh, And I I know that sounds like super cultural, like get your mindset right. But this is biblical culture is, you know, there's so many things out there that follow the word. Yeah. But this, this, if, if you believe that he has given you, if you believe that God has given you a purpose, right? I mean, and you walk in that every day and you walk in your identity as a son or daughter of the King, you walk in the purpose that he has, that he has given you a, a, a impact to make that he's going to give you exactly what you need. It's like whenever you buy a car and you never saw that car before, but now you see it everywhere. That's what this is saying, that when you know that God has given you, you're going to walk in abundance, whoever does not have. So if you're listening to this and you believe that God has given you a purpose, how could you ever say that you don't have? How could you ever say that, 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 that you or God are not enough? But whenever you start to believe that you don't have, you don't have a purpose, mm-hmm. you don't have direction, even what they do have will be taken from them. You will sabotage you. And so God has given what you need. He trusts you. All the way back in Genesis when he set us up with Adam and Eve, he said, subdue, rule, lead. Yeah. And that's God's purpose for you. And so we love you so much. And we believe that your purpose is to win your world. So let's do it together this week. We love you. We'll see you next week.